1: Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
2: This is Sports Day with Badge and SAT for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed.
0: Ah, welcome to Fake Friday. Well, it is our Fake Friday. Welcome to Sports Day. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here for your Thursday night. So We don't do a show Friday nights. No, we used to during the season. Oh, you we? were doing the footy,
2: yeah. yeah. I, no,
0: I, oh, yeah, I used to do another one as well. Mm. I don't bring that back. I like Fridays off. I really like it, and particularly oh, so tomorrow. You're
2: voting for that uh, – remember there was this, there's something thrown up about – well, some Australian of the Australians co- should have a three day weekend. a referendum a four day working week. I agree with it. No, of course you would.
0: Mate, extend the, what do you mean you do very little around the sports day office. Mm. I do enough work in two days to cover a week. <laughs> seriously,
2: it take so long to do something
0: <laughs> that's right. Mm. hey uh oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. welcome to the show tonight. Uh we want to know where you're listening to the show too, by the way, whether the um what area you're in, your name as well, uh, and how you're listening, whether it's through a radio station or you're streaming us. Uh, up for grabs, a couple of tickets to the Big Bash. We'll just give those away at random some stage uh, tonight, That's
2: What's the matter? Oh, I've got a problem. I want to complain. About what? Well, I filled up petrol today, oh, first go. time in a couple of weeks, <laughs> and um, I paid a, a $1.96. Isn't
0: it ridiculous?
2: I... It's, I couldn't believe that. I was trying to go through to the next service station to see if it was less, and it just kept getting more and more. And it got to the point where I had, I think I had seven kilometres left. What's the, what's the longest you've gone? Mm-hmm. Or what's the shortest amount of.
0: Do You want the longest or shortest one? Well, you I'm know when your car
2: tells you you've got X amount of kilometres left before your, your car's going con- to out. Yeah. How close have you taken it to the red line? So I got to six kilometres the other day, and my car's saying six kilometres until you're empty. Have you ever gone less than that? So what we're
0: after tonight, are you a bigger tight-ass than Scott Sattler? Is that what no,
2: but what I'm trying to get to is that what? Petrol at $1.96. Some people are paying more in oh, some areas. It is ridiculous. I'm, bl- I'm blaming Michael Maguire. What? Well, you know, BJ Lay- Lua. He. he <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm,
2: I'm, I'm blaming Michael Maguire
0: for Petrol being so much. Be That's probably from the Burley Bears. <laughs> Clive's blaming the Burley Bears. I'm, yeah. I'm he would imagine. be. BJ Laylua would be at the survey going, bloody Michael <laughs> Maguire. <laughs> It's his fault. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be paying this much. He started COVID. Now, Madge didn't start COVID. No, no. But, uh, yeah, geez, that's a big story that came out last night while we are on the air, too, about... His brother, Luciano. So he's leaving at the end of the 2022 season. And well, the there Cowboys. are reports
2: he's trying to get a release from the 2022
0: and season. I, and I hope the West Tigers, like they did with Brooks. Or not, we're not, actually, we don't even know where Luke Brooks wanted to go. Mm. But, you know, they're saying Brooks isn't going anywhere. He's contracted to us. Let's hope that's the example uh, that the West Tigers are setting, going, no, Luciano's not going anywhere. He's contracted. He signed a contract. We're acknowledging that. Yep. We're paying him. Mm. Uh, and and I reckon Luciano is a very much needed player at the West Tigers next year, mate.
2: He's skillful.
0: He's, he's outstanding. He's actually. still only very new, very new to how his, old is he? uh He's only he's only
2: like I think he's twenty two, twenty three. He's a great player. But in saying that, he's he's still at the infancy of his career. Yeah, so right. there's still so much for him to learn, and um and unfortunately the West Tigers are going to lose him and um. Yeah, but, but it was always going to be I – thought, I thought it was always going to be untenable for for both – for Luciano Lallua to be at the club. After what's happened with BJ Lallua and him being so
0: vocal. You and I had a, a bit of an argument about this off the air.
2: 25 years, yeah. Is he?
0: But you and I it, – it, his brother's relationship with the West Tigers should have nothing – it shouldn't I, affect you. No, I get it. I get it. I know. This is where you and I are going to fight
2: again. Yeah, but, but – unfortunately blood's thicker than water and whether luciano believes what bj is saying about the club and whether bj's beliefs um start being molded into luciano's beliefs at the end of the day he's a brother a younger brother mm. polynesian family very close to you know to each other family means everything and the bj's his family is is more important to the family that you created at a rugby league club. Now, I'm saying that's not right. I'm just saying it's the way it would be. And I get he that. Would, he would feel as though that his brother in some ways has, be, has, been, um, has been wronged and therefore it was always going to be really difficult for him to but, sit around and talk about – and people at the club talk about his brother.
0: But why can't uh, – first of all, what have the West Tigers done wrong by BJ Leilua? They gave him a job. They paid him a good salary. Yep. They gave him an opportunity to play first grade rugby league in the NRL, the toughest competition in the world. What would, what, what, Sats, mm-hmm. listen, you're looking away doing something else. What have they done wrong to BJ Le Lua? They've done nothing wrong. So why doesn't, maybe, maybe Luciano should go in and sit with Madge and say, hey, listen, I need to clear the air on a few things. What have you done to BJ? What's happened? There's always two sides to a story. And maybe they can work that relationship. Yeah, sometimes through there. the
2: damage is already done. Jace. Yeah, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, uh, Daniel from New Zealand's text, $2.53 New Zealand petrol. Oh, And wow. when you convert that to Aussie dollars, that's about 13 bucks. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Mm. Thanks for listening, Daniel. 0457 736 736. where are you listening? How are you listening? What are you up to tonight? We'd love to hear from you. Now, how much is petrol in your area? Particularly with floods happening in a lot of our areas at the moment as well. Are you able to get petrol? Mm. You know, this is this rainfall that's happening up in New South Wales and Queensland, it's incredible. It, and, and I'm looking at the weather forecast around southeast Queensland.
2: It's another week, isn't it?
0: Another week. Yeah. It's just not going to stop. And you know what? All jokes aside, and I was talking to a, a work colleague of ours in Brisbane today, are, are they going to actually be able to put together a pitch for the first test? We are less than two weeks away from the first day of the first test. It's going to be a green top, mate. When are they going to actually get time to prepare a wicket? They've got to bake that thing. Mm. They won't get time. It's going to – it'll be a one-and-a-half-day test. Yep. Actually, <laughs> on that, before we get on to the Reed Marnie news, I heard a rumour today yep. that Ben Stokes got hit on the hand in a friendly game like – you know how they've got England A playing England? Yep. An intra, the, intra. An intra game. Yep. At Ian Healy Oval. Yep. He got hit did on – Did Ian
2: Healy tell you this or – No, okay. Hills did
0: Actually, Hills was annoyed he didn't find out. Mm. But apparently have got Ben Stokes. Someone was watching it, a very reputable source, yep. plays for the Brisbane Lions, Okay. does a bit of work with us, mm. watched Ben Stokes get hit on the hand. Okay. Now let's hope.
2: And did he reel away from it? That's the thing. Well, it hurt him. Okay.
0: Let's hope he's broken a fingernail. Oh, wow. And he has to go back to England. Because mm. our nightclub, you know how we're going to try and get him into a nightclub and get him into trouble? Yeah. Well, that plan's fallen over. Because I gave all the drink cards to Jared Wallace and he took them all. Yeah. So that's fallen that. over. I saw
2: him the other day <laughs> with his shirt off.
0: I Mate, Reid Marnie, he's on the move after the 2022. It's a huge blow
2: for Parramatta Eels. And Parramatta Eels fans, let us know your thoughts. 0457 736 736. Bulldogs fans, let us know. Are you happy with Reed Marnie who's decided to reject a, uh, an extension with the club? Uh, comes off contract at the end of next year and go to the the, the Bulldogs. Now... This is what happens when you devalue a player and you rest on your laurels. What do you
0: mean by what, – what, what were Parramatta offering? Well, I think
2: Parramatta – reports are they offered him a two-year deal, $900,000, $450,000 a year, which I think is, is well under for right. Reid Marnie. Uh, Reid Marnie's game, I thought, really developed through 2021 until he got injured, about mm. to make his origin debut.
0: That's right, yeah. Yeah,
2: so it really developed from an attacking point of view and I think he is one of the leading hookers in the competition when you look at the hookers that are – you're playing representative football. You have you got your cooks and your, um, yeah, Harry Grant who will become one of the better hookers Smith. in the game. Um, Brandon Smith, um, Api Corasau. Yeah. Yeah. So when you start looking at them, Reid Marnie gets talked about in the same in the same conversation.
0: So what's he getting at? Um, what do you so he's getting So the Bulldogs more
2: reports. Uh, it's a four-year deal at about $600,000. So that's about,
0: that's about 600000 extra.
2: Yeah, so, and, and that's probably about the money that he's going to be earning, that he should be earning, or I should say. Now, when I say this is, I think that Parramatta, this is only, this is only my thoughts. I think Parramatta thought, oh, we've, you know, we've brought this kid through, we've given him an opportunity, he'll stay loyal like it's happened to other clubs, you know, the Roosters and Melbourne and Brisbane over the years. But Parramatta aren't at that point. They're not at that point of where they've tasted success where players will want to stay there mm. because of the success and the brotherhood they've got. And I know there is a cooling-off period. There's a cooling-off period where Reid could, could change his mind if Parramatta come back. But, yeah, you can't rest on your laurels in the modern age when there's so many players coming off contract. That's another player that's come off
0: the availability for the Dolphins to look at as well. Um, what are your thoughts, Eels fans? Are you disappointed? Are you annoyed? Are you angry at Reed Marnie, at the Eels, for letting Reed Marnie go to the Bulldogs and undervaluing him? 0457 736 736 is our text number tonight. Uh, sports update for New Farm Australian through and through. Just quickly, World Rugby... Uh, voted to move Australia to preferred candidate status for the 2027 World Cup. Yeah, that's it. That's understandable. Uh, It's a bit like uh, Brisbane with the Olympics. Mm. It's yours unless something really bad happens. So that's good news. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm. Australian through and through. What about our songs for the night? Oh, yes. We've got to vote for our song. Oh, yeah, this is yours, Sats. Boring. And this is
2: because, well, 30 years ago... Freddie Mercury passed away.
0: 1991. Well, mate, I can beat 25th you. 25th of November. I can beat you on the death scale. When it comes to dead artists, I've got a few here with the Beatles.
2: There's one still alive.
0: Revolution. Now, the reason I'm picking the Beatles one still tonight... There's still alive, aren't Yeah, Ringo. Yeah. No, one. Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Sir. Sir. Hey, um... There is am picking the Beatles, not on this day in 1965. They had a, a supermarket, or no, a department store shut down from so they could go Christmas shopping.
2: That happens quite often, you know. Mm. A lot of stars in Harrods, by the way, get that
0: kind of treatment. But,
2: but it's not who very. Does their, who does their shopping this uh, early?
0: It's not very rock and roll, yeah. is it? Oh, guys, it's November 25. We better go shopping. Mm. Like, A, you've got another good month and you stop at the supermarket yep. on December, uh, the servo.
2: Do you reckon Yoko would have been really difficult to play Who? for? Yoko Ono?
0: Yeah. Difficult. Just full stop. Mm. She wrecked the Beatles, you know that.
2: <laughs> no, she, she Peter did Jackson, mate. actually, the great filmmaker, the Kiwi filmmaker yep. behind Lord of the Rings, he's, uh, he's brought out a new Beatles documentary, Unseen Footage, before, and uh, gets released on one of the streaming services. I think it's Disney.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, it'd be okay. good to watch, good to see. All right, which show should we? Which song should we finish the show with? I should say oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, this is Sports Day. Your new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. This man you wake up with him on uh, TV on Sunrise, and he's also covering the the supercars and the cricket this year. Mark Beretta from Seven joins us
1: next. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sat.
2: This is Sports Day with Badge and Sat for Kia. The all new Kia Sportage has been unleashed.
0: Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, Thursday nights. Uh, time to talk. I want to talk two things with this man. And geez, he's burning the candle at both ends, Sats. He gets up early. You see him on sunrise, on On Channel 7, I saw him uh, walking down pit. Sparring the cash cow. Oh, yeah, Yeah. the cash cow, yeah. Uh, But also, I I, I saw him walking down pit lane the other day uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park with the supercars. No doubt he's heading to Bathurst. I've got a feeling he buried his beer about three months ago on the hill at Bathurst. (laughs) He's He's going back to get into it. Mark Beretta, thanks for joining us on Sports Day.
3: Uh, g'day, legends. Uh, good to be chatting to you. And yes, buried three slabs this year. I've gone big time.
0: Yeah, look, I and you know what we we're talking off air about Bathurst, and you asked us the question, Brett. Have we ever been there? I haven't. I've always wanted to go because the idea of not showering for four days mm. and having beer for breakfast, <laughs> drink responsibly, absolutely suits my personality.
3: Oh, God! Honestly, it's a it's a magic place. It is so quintessentially Australian. I mean, it's Australian in a different way to the Melbourne Cup is Australian. It's just a a different part of the country. Um, Amazing people, you know, despite the things you hear about, you know, getting a bit wild up there. 90% of the people are good family people. You know, it's a bunch of blokes who maybe get together once a year and this is their big event. And it's just a great spirit. But the magic thing for me is when you drive over the hill into Bathurst, you look up to the left and there's the big Mount Panorama up on the side of the hill and it honestly gives you goosebumps. You know, if you're born in this country and you, you get what this race is about, it it's just, it's the holy grail. It's an amazing place to be. And then you drive in the front gate, you know, and, and the track's there in front of you. And you can see, you know, Conrod Strait and you see the pits area. And, and it's just, it's something special, I think, for... All of us are just, you know, it just gets the heart pumping a little bit.
0: Yeah, you love, you love your um, motorsport, and we're actually asking our listeners tonight, what is their greatest Bathurst moment? Right, like, what's the highlight? Because our our listeners love going down memory lane, Brett What is yeah. when, when I say Bathurst to you, which moment for you throughout the history of the event sticks out?
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll string quickly through a few, but then I'll get to one beauty that I, I love, and that's um, my, my first one was 1997 and I went up there as a green-eyed little kid in a big red Channel 7 jacket and they sat me down next to a bloke called Peter Brock, the legend himself. And Brocky had just finished racing and he joined the 7 team. And to sit there with Brocky for me at Mount Panorama, I, I will never personally forget that moment. But but fast forward to same guy connection, but 2006, the year we lost Brocky, and, uh, and Craig Lowndes went out there and he and he and Jamie Wincup had teamed up. Um, and they went out there first year with Triple Eight Racing, and Craig before the race uh, he had to go out there and you know he was a big part of the Brocky celebrations. He drove or, or commemorations, I should say. He drove one of Brocky's cars around the circuit, and, and the crowd just roared as that car went around. Um, Craig got out of the car. He's in tears. He's highly emotional. He was due to start the race, and uh, Roland Dane, the boss, said, hey, mate, you, you need a break. Just sit out. I'll put Jamie in for the start." Craig said, "No way. No, I, I need to do this." gathered himself, got in the car, they went on, and they won that race. And and to me, the celebrations, Lounsey, in tears, bawling his eyes out, holding the Peter Brock trophy, the first time it had been awarded. That just gives me tingles now just thinking about it. But that was the greatest moment ever at the mountain for me. And it's hard because there have been some amazing moments.
2: Who was it that won Bathurst one year, Barretts, and said stuff is all in the... After the uh, race? Jim Richards. It was too Jimmy scapey, Yeah, Jim Richards, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. He, he, he drove the Nissan. Remember he drove the Nissan and the Holden and Ford fans just tore him to shreds. That's right. Um, and he got he, he got up there with a little little bloke called Mark Scafe at the time and a uh, little Scaife, he didn't know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's just unloaded. He's unloaded on the crowd. It was incredible. But at a great moment in um, in Australian sporting history. Yeah, oh, all the fans to get stuff.
2: I love the theatre of, of Bathurst finishing off the the supercar season. Are you the same?
3: Mm. I couldn't be more excited. It's an amazing, amazing situation because we're used to it being in October, which is great. Um, But this is something special. You know, to end the season, and now the championship is done, the pressure is off. Shane Van Gisbergen has got that out of the way, and, and now everyone races for one thing, for Bathurst. Park the championship, doesn't matter, that's done. Now we race for Bathurst, and that's the first time that's ever happened. And to do it at the end of the year, you know, from here on in, the cars can go into a scrap pile for a few months and they can eventually be rebuilt for next year. But, you know, they're going to go helpful there. I think it just – the full focus is on winning that Peter Brock trophy, and I just love it. You know, I think it's such a unique thing. We haven't had it before, and I, I hope it happens again because I think it's it's pretty special.
2: Does having Bathurst at the end also, Bretts, does it – is it sort of two championships in one season? And what I mean by that is Shane Van Gisbergen, mm. uh, he's won the supercars, but then to win Bathurst is completely separate. So it's it's a little yep. bit like dead rubbers in in uh, in some sports where you're playing for nothing. But for Bathurst being that last event... It's a
0: whole
3: different It's
2: thing. a whole completely different landscape, isn't oh, it? Uh,
3: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in many ways often, I mean, Bathurst, yeah, it is part of the championship, but boy, it is a jewel in a crown. You know, there's no doubt about it. Every driver, I tell you, in round one, wherever that starts off from, well, it did start in Bathurst this year, but but round one, they are thinking Bathurst. You know, every driver in the country, and so many drivers around the world, want to get to that place and get a car around that place and have that experience because it's such a unique track. And if you're a a racing car driver that's grown up in this country, there's only one thing you want to do, and, and that's win at Bathurst. You know, and I think every driver maybe has a different weighting on the championship versus Bathurst, but... I guarantee you all of them will tell you the one thing they want to achieve in their career is to to win a Bathurst 1000.
2: Now you're a driver yourself. Uh, What's the, what's the highest speed you've got up to coming down the hill and into the straight?
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, not with me driving, which is probably better. I went around a couple of years ago um, with Mark Webber, which was unbelievable. I've I've been with a lot of drivers, but the the craftsmanship of um, Webber just blew me away. I mean, because I think it comes from the fact that he is so used to speed. Um, so we we clicked. I think we were we were just under because uh, I'm fairly heavy, so I slowed us down a bit. But uh, <laughs> we were, I reckon we were tipping. We were nudge 290 k down Conrod's. Wow. Kind of like Great, that's frightening. And, yeah, which is an unbelievable. It's actually it is actually flying. It feels like you're flying. You know, it, you've got bounce. And the interesting thing then is when you get on the brakes, because all we all know it's easy to go fast and it's really hard to stop. Um, So, you know, getting on the brakes and and dealing with that is phenomenal. But, yeah, that that ride with Weber was good. I went around once uh, a couple of years ago with David Reynolds, who went off the track, which was the first time I'd been off the track. Uh, We (laughs) came down Conrad straight too fast and went straight into the pit there. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting experience. Um, But, uh, no, look, magic place and, you know, the speeds there and and what you can achieve there is incredible. But I think my, my fastest time on a track ever was I once jumped on the back of Mick Dewin at Phillip Island.
0: <laughs> no, and
3: it uh, was at, by 10 times the scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. You've got no cage, you've got no seatbelts. <laughs> all you have is you hang on around Mick. And um, we did 300 k's an hour down the main street at no. Phillip Island. And I honestly thought I was going to die. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, so no, you can imagine the, the, the. the wind at that speed is unbelievable. So, yeah, that was Mick, uh, Mick's taken me somewhere I've never been and never want to go again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did you think of the four <laughs> weeks in a row at SMP? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I I thought it did so many good things. Remember, you know, we we were down on
3: rounds for the year. There hadn't been enough rounds in the year. So, you know, the drivers really wanted to, they wanted to get their teeth into it. And it just gave them something really special because the team's got to, I mean, you think, we don't go to the same track or really, apart from this year we've started Bathurst, finished Bathurst. You never in the same season go back to the same track. So every time you, you come to a track, you're readjusting and getting set. Here, they really bedded in, and I think it showed in the racing. I think we saw some fantastic racing as a result. You know, the drivers really dialed in. Uh, we saw new guys come come and break through, like Will Brown. young I was Will Brown, to ask Phenomenal story for Erebus. But oh, look, just, just blew them away. Anton Di Pasquale, you know, wow. You know, hasn't he shown how fast he can be? Um, oh. All a result, I reckon, of just being able to to settle in and dial in and work the car and tweak it, adjust this, change that, and just get it right to the sweet spot. And the drivers as well, just, just being so at home on that track. And I reckon by the end of it, you know, we were just seeing some great racing. And particularly the night races were a huge success. The racing under lights was phenomenal.
0: I reckon there is a um, – I don't know. I'm still sitting on the fence when it comes to four weeks at SMP. Because so I was worried that the, the rich teams could have their cars finely tuned, that they'd win weekend, race in, race out. But Will Brown broke that. And the way that he 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 raced and had those two Red Bull cars right up his clacker, and still managed to win that mm. race. My highlight of the four weeks was Van Gisbergen and Wing cup. I mean, what was going on there? Brett? Yeah. What I um, mean, well, Wing well, cup's well, the well, okay. Wing cup's the boss next year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: obviously, Shane forgot that. He yeah, thought he was another driver. It was
3: unreal. I mean, who treats their boss like that? Just punch him up on the track and try and put him off. Incredible. Um, but that's Shane, the racer. You know, he, he doesn't know any other anything else. No, He, he gets white line missed and he just <laughs> races. And, and if you're in the way, you're off, you know, boss or no boss. Yeah. So that was fantastic. But it just showed, uh, to me, it showed the integrity of the championship and the integrity of the series, you know. If you get on that track, you're going to race. And if you don't like it, I'll kick you off, you know, or someone yeah. will get you off. Um, You mentioned Will Brown, fantastic, boys. I would be putting him in your top three for Bathurst. He's teamed up with Jack Perkins. Their car is fast. They are two gung-ho young guys, and, and Jack's a quality driver as well. I reckon they're a real shot for a podium spot. Um, and you, you talk about different guys coming up. Tim Slade coming back in. You know, yeah. James Courtney burst up there at times as well. It was just great to see, I, I think, the way that the playing field actually leveled up. You know, I get what you're saying about over those four weeks, you worry about the, the big teams pulling away. But it actually worked the opposite way. you know you yeah. saw guys who you hadn 't seen for a while up the front force their way back up and, and new faces emerge and it was you know to me that was that was a really special four weeks. It was great to watch and every week was different you know, it was never a really, never a procession
2: now for channel seven it 's an exciting exciting period uh, at the end of at the end of the year because after Bathurst, Channel 7 goes straight into the Ashes. Well, actually, is,
0: funny you should say that that night, so we had Bathurst during the day. That night, the Big Bash kicks off as well yep. with the Sydney Derby and then then the, the ashes. ashes. Now,
2: the, the, the Tim yeah. Payne saga Barretts, from a, a broadcaster's perspective must be licking your lips, Then Does this latest fiasco create a, an even spicier Ashes series from a, a promotional perspective?
3: Yeah, it, it, look, it, it, unfortunately it does, and, and, you know, a, a terrible thing, and, and not the last thing we want to see, but I think that there, there was, there was a point where maybe, you know, being the home side, and, and we, you know, we're on a, a reasonably good run, and we'd come off the World Cup in great shape, that, you know, maybe we, we had the front running there. I, I reckon this has just wound us back a little bit, um, because it will destabilise the team, and, and whether Tim Payne plays or not, it is just going to be a distraction to the side. They're going to be asked about it in the press conference, you know, um, it, it's 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 not ideal, and it certainly brings us back a little bit more level with England, and and they'll be the ones keeping their heads down and and licking their lips until their next saga comes up. But um, yeah, look, it it certainly brings focus onto the ashes, whatever they do. I know it's something that Cricket Australia,
4: you know, obviously they don't
3: want it. It's been a, a headache and a nightmare for them, and a, mm. and a horrible mess. But um, you know, it, you're right. It, from a from a promotion point of view, it certainly brings attention onto cricket and the Australian captaincy.
0: Yeah. Are we missing something, Brett? I mean, you probably know more than what we do. On the the whole Tim Payne thing, you know, he was cleared by mid-2018, and this this occurred in 2017, and we've said all week, no way do we support his actions. And I think the most important thing for Tim now is probably to be with his family. Um, That's probably the most important thing. But he was cleared. Mm. Why is it now, in 2021, not Okay. What are we missing
3: yeah yeah, yeah look at I and mean, it comes back to unfortunately badly handled by cricket Australia and um you know remember it was all that's this all happened in the change of administration there's been a big big change of administration since then, but it's um yeah look at it, it's a really it's a bad it's a sour situation it's, it's a bitter thing um but uh, you you make some good points um it, Tim payne is a very different person obviously now and and his role and how he's developed. And I'd say he's probably stepped up and grown more than anyone in that team in the last four or five years. Um, so, you know, gee, do, do, you, do you smash him now when he's, he's moved past that? He's dealt with it. It, it. From his personal side, his family have dealt with it. So, you know, who are we, the public, to then, to then you know, crucify him for it? Well, the reality is, as Australian captain, I, I don't think you can go on in, in that situation with that behind you because it is such an important role and it, it does, you know, it's a question of integrity and clean record, and we know that. We've seen it in the past. Um, as a as a player, did he still have the right to play? I, yeah, I'd what say are possibly your thoughts? so. Because, um, I, look, I, my, my feeling is yes. I think, you know, as a player, uh, we're looking at the moment in, in this team. We need the best players we can. We've taken the captaincy off him, but, you know, we know he's moved on and come a long way. It's really complicated, and everybody's got an opinion. For me, if he's good enough and he earns his spot in that team, he can play.
0: Yeah. I mean, what's the? What, I mean, our listeners this week have been heavily involved with it, and they've. Uh, what do you reckon? Sats eighty twenty in favour of Tim Payne? Ah, uh, probably more so. Probably more so. Yeah. I mean, I think mm. if you yeah. ran it, if you ran it, you know, in any pub in Australia, I think a lot of people probably support Tim Payne because, I think he's he's banked a lot of credits with cricket fans by getting us out of that whole sandpaper gate with with Justin Langer. And, and putting mm. Cricket Australia at least in a better position than it was when when he took over. So, I don't know. I think a lot of the fans yep. would like to see him and, and definitely a lot of the players, even Nathan Lyon today, coming out and saying, you know, he's hoping Tim Payne's in that first test team.
3: Yeah, I think there's a big feeling amongst the playing group that they want him there, and, and rightly so. You know, he, he has cemented his spot there. Um, as you say, he's put some good credits in the bank. I mean, getting us out of out of sandpaper gate and rebuilding that team and, and I know yeah there were a lot of people involved in it and, and guys like Steve Waugh who, who pitched back in and helped rebuild the integrity of that group but they did it you know that playing group did it and mm. they did the hard work and they rebuilt Australian cricket and, and made it a, a fortress and you know just an Im- impressive bastion once again and I just think, yeah, there's got to be some credit in that. And then you you think back and you think, okay, well, yeah, all this happened and it happened those years ago. And it, cricket Australia were aware, aware of it. Um, you know, it's really hard. I, I think sad, yeah, lose the captaincy. I, I, I get that, but um, I, I probably with most people in the pub, I think you know he, the bloke can play.
0: Hopefully, we'll find out who the skipper is real soon. I'm guessing Paddy Cummins, right?
3: Yeah, yep. I think that's pretty much a, a done deal, and he's just just working through the process and. Making sure in his own mind that, that he's comfortable and, you know, just, I guess, do, doing his due diligence, just understanding exactly, you know, what, what is, will be required. And I mean, it's a big time to step in on the eve of an ashes, too. Absolutely. You know, a lot to take on Because, Absolutely. you know, uh, there's, a, there's a thing called the uh, English uh, Fleet Street Press <laughs> who will just uh, be after you a million miles an hour. And, and where do you want to take that on? Because it's, you know, it's a big thing to take on. So, um, but I think he's up to it. I think, he, you know, he's a sharp operator and he, he's a smart mind. and I think he'll do really well, and I, I sort of like the idea that we, you know, we give Steve Smith a, a rest this time around. And I don't think there's any doubt that one day Steve Smith will be skipper again. But you All know, right. just just let him keep rebuilding and doing
0: his thing. All right, Mark Barretta, Barretts from Sunrise Channel Seven. He'll be working on the cricket. You'll see him in Bathurst, uh, walking up and down pit lane. You'll uh, see him aged about 25 years by about February. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'll Mate, see. Do you get any time? Do you get any time off? Do they? What, what's going on at seven? Uh, Nah, look, it's
3: such a good time. You guys know what it's like. The yeah. sporting calendar, you used to get a break after footy season. Now there'd be a good break between yeah. footy and cricket season. Um, now, obviously, for me, it's supercars. Um, I'll go and do some stuff with the cricket. Uh, I've got Bathurst, obviously, coming up. Uh, I've got Sydney Hobart to do. And then um, start of February, we're off to Beijing for the Winter Olympics. Of course. Um, and then you come home and footy season's off and running again. Then the middle of the year, June, July, we're off to Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. So... Hey boys, no complaints. Loving it. So, yeah. Just, just trying to live the dream while I can.
0: Oh mate, and we saw you in Tokyo as well. So you have been busy, mate. Mark Beretta from Channel Seven. Uh, Watch the Ashes on Seven this year. The Big Bash, of course, and Bathurst. You can see it all on the screens of Seven. Thanks for your time on Sports Day.
3: Hey, thanks for the chat, boys. Appreciate
0: it. Mark Beretta on Sports Day. You wonder if he does he hang out with the cash cow? And why is he still working? He should be taking tips from about on
2: sunrise. I've yeah. never seen Mark Beretta and the cash cow in the same room at the same time. I get time. what you're saying. I
0: know yeah. what you're saying. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah. Mm. They're out the back cuddling? No. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. He couldn't. He's like, he's I've like never the seen Clark in the same camp. frame. Good point. This is Sports Day. Thanks to the new Kia Sportage, it's been unleashed. Uh, we'll be back in a sec. We have got a brand new segment. You're going to love
1: You're it. You're excited about this, are you? Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. Got something to say? Text us anytime 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats.
2: This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all new Kia Sportage has been unleashed.
0: Oh, yeah. And the humility we, we bring. We watch lightning oh, thing, a
4: lightning. Should be our national hit. This, this is Australia.
0: Australia. Yes, it's our new segment called... This
4: is Australia.
0: It's where we give you stories, right? And they can only happen in Australia. Hence why it's called...
4: This is
2: Australia. have I... This is New Zealand.
0: Well, we'll do that one. Just
2: hammer the Kiwis.
0: Yeah. I may have said on a conference call today, we're doing this in front of the Kiwis. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to steal this segment.
2: Yep.
0: And take the PI55 out of us. Uh, But anyway, this is uh, funny stories or unusual stories around Australia can only happen here. Yes, they generally include, involve alcohol. Mm -hmm. Sats, do you want to kick it off with a rather sad story?
2: Yeah, it's a self-confessed, unhinged ex-girlfriend. So, Like I said, she's self-confessed. Um, has revealed had the, the length she went to further than most uh, putting on Instagram stories just for her ex, just to prove that her life is so much better after after breaking up with her boyfriend. So she's uh, hiding in a wardrobe with the lights off, pretend she was in a nightclub. And also, some of her embarrassing tactics. She'd take photos of herself in short black dress and heels. It was, a, it was, a, it was actually New Year's 2018. Oh. And she's explained what actually hap- happened. Um, she said, I actually didn't go out that night, but I put on this outfit, put on jewelry, did makeup, put on heels, and took the photo. And then I went downstairs and sat with my mum and sister on New Year's Eve. So, this is Australia. <laughs> well,
0: that lans, can happen anywhere Social mate.
2: media brings everyone down.
0: Sat's an Australian sexuality expert. Now, mm-hmm. what is a sexuality I expert? I don't know.
2: Is that someone that's an expert on...
0: Sexuality.
2: Well, what gender you appeal to or... Well, it's, sexuality? it's clear that about? I appeal
0: to women. What about you?
2: But I, I just don't understand how... You, like, where do you go and... What university do you go to to get a degree in sexuality expert?
0: I, I think it's just made up. Do you think so? I reckon you just get a Google certificate, download it and put whatever you like. And anyway, this this idiot who's a sexuality expert on Australian TV, and she's an Aussie, says you should ask your baby's permission before you change their nappy.
3: I'm going to change your nappy now. Is that okay? Of course the baby's not going to respond. Yes, mum, that's awesome. I'd love to have my nappy changed. But if you leave a space... And wait for body language and wait to make eye contact, then you're letting that child know that their response matters. This is
4: Australia. Do
2: you know what the body language is in that short pose? I've got a feeling. It's when the baby vomits on you or has. or shites all over you. The wall. Yeah. (laughs) And that's happened. (laughs) That has happened. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That is also too, this is Australia and that's ridiculous. Come on, that's Yeah, here's ridiculous. another one. A Queensland woman uh, has been placed on probation. She rode a horse drunk to a drive through bottle shop. This is
1: Australia.
2: Her name is Charmaine Maguire. Wait, no, wait, oh, Respect the... Okay. Charmaine Maguire blew more than four times over the legal limit. Uh, this is Australia. When she was refused service at a Logan City tavern. And this is <laughs> You're going over. Can we now.
0: get one that says this is Logan?
2: Now, the disability pensioner tried to ride a horse through the drive and bottle shop, and she can't see what the problem was. She didn't know she was breaking the law mm. when she rode a horse, Skippy, after drinking, and she's done it many times before. What? And her horse's name not only have is I Skippy. Not only have I rid my horse <laughs> through quite a few bottle shops, she said. No. She's never been refused entry, and she's never been refused service when she's ridden her horse. Into the pub,
0: either. So hang, wait, wait what? <laughs> what?
4: This is Australia.
0: <laughs> hang on, hang on. Is it illegal to ride a horse drunk?
2: No, it's, yeah, it is, absolutely. It's a form of transport. <sighs> mm.
0: So. Mm.
2: And she's ridden. If you walk your dog drunk, it's okay.
0: Right. But if you actually get on your do- dog. So and, if I jumped on Lulu's back coming home from the pub, I'm done. Over. Right here. I've got one for you. Yep. An alleged drunk driver. This is Australia. <laughs> does that only happened in Australia, does it? <laughs> Almost okay. crashed at a Macca's drive through This is Australia. Right in front. You're <laughs> overdoing the This is Australia. Of hungry police. This is Australia. Now, that was deserved. Southern Traffic Operations Unit officers were on their mill break and waiting in line at Macca's when mm. they observed a vehicle almost rear-end another car in front. This is my favourite part. Okay. Right, Constable Daggis. What?
2: This is Australia.
0: Constable Daggis approached the driver who appeared to be intoxicated. Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and advised him to collect his order before moving his own car from the drive-thru. This is
4: Australia.
0: You can't hold the cops up. <sighs>
4: oh,
0: they got a couple of 30 so packs drunk. of nuggets. We know you're drunk. Can yeah. you please
2: move your car? Can No, you... get your food. <laughs> Still be in control of your car. Can you please move it over there where everyone else waits for their food?
0: Wait there for us because we've got to <laughs> get our food once we've got our 30 pack of nuggies. We'll come over and oh. give you a ticket. This is Had good how that new? Yeah, I think good. How was the new segment? All right? I like it. Okay, good. Let's put it out to the listeners. 0457 736 736. stay?
2: Because is this a little bit like Woogie's
0: wordy word game? Oh, or? no, come, this is way better. Does This Is Australia stay? This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Chris Nelson. Uh, <laughs> it's a race. You come with
2: absolute rubbish you dude.
0: Chris Nelson has a Racing Queensland update for us next. Stand by!
1: Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats.
2: This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all new Kia Sportage has been unleashed.
1: Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well,
0: it's been wet, hasn't it, up and down the east coast of Australia and even in the west as well. Lots of rain. Not complaining. Um, We don't need too much more, though, with the flooding happening around certain parts of Australia. Chris Nelson, what do you reckon? At this stage, will we see much racing this Saturday?
4: Well, I've got my doubts, Jace. Uh, I know there's a lot of rain on the Gold Coast. Well, we've got a heavy, heavy track already, and there's more falling, and there's more on the way. 40
0: something mils in the last 24 hours, most of that into my swimming pool.
4: Yeah, you'll need to do a bit of backwashing there, that's for sure. Um, 42 mils, and look, there's probably another that and a bit more to come, and we're going to get rain on race day as well, so look. Have to wait and see what happens on Saturday morning, but there would have to be some doubt over the meeting Saturday, which is a shame because it's a good meeting. Uh, obviously, your second week of the summer carnival, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Now, on another front, the Sunshine Coast are down to race uh, tomorrow night, Friday night. Now, that's currently a heavy nine, but there's a bit of rain around the Sunshine Coast as well, and more to come. So if that track happens to be too wet to race on, They are going to make the decision of racing on the new poly track, which has only just been laid probably two or three months ago. There's been some trials on it. But uh, we'll find out more on Friday morning about that. But we won't lose the meeting. It will go ahead. It'll either be on the grass or on the poly. But one way or another, they will be racing under the lights of the Sunshine Coast tomorrow night.
0: This disadvantages mudlarks, doesn't it?
4: It does. It does. I mean, but... You know, you can have mudlarks, but it just gets too wet. The rain just doesn't seem to know when to stop. I mean, there's a, there's a fine line. Yeah. Unfortunately, that rain's crossing the line. I don't know what you can do about it. Someone said to me, once you can't do much about the weather, and I suppose there's a good truth in that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've just gone too far. We lost Doomban on Wednesday. There's well, 100-odd mills in Brisbane fell in the space of 24 hours. So, yeah, the mudlarks would be well suited if we just get half of that.
0: Yeah, so, so mate, well this with these, I guess it's like a synthetic track, right? So like a, a cricket pitch synthetic top. Okay, so will we only use these when we can't use the natural turf? Is that the idea with these tracks?
4: At this stage it is, but look, the Gold Coast is going to get one too uh, when it gets uh, its revamp coming up. So there'll be the two tracks uh, that have the, uh, the synthetic or the poly surface. So we might get a little... Um, a little circuit up and running. When the Gold Coast gets their lights, that'll mean we've got two tracks that can race on synthetic under lights. And look, we may, down the track, have some synthetic-only race meetings or synthetic track-only race meetings. have to wait and see what happens in the next few years. But there's certainly the, uh, the infrastructure there for it.
0: Mate, you're quite influential at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Can you tell them not to get rid of the kebab van, please, uh, where the lawn is? Boy, is it going? Well, I hope not. I hope there's a shrine to that uh, oh. when they build the new you know, when they do the upgrades.
4: Well, I'm sure it'll be there this weekend because I probably couldn't move. It's probably bogged from (laughs) last Saturday.
0: (laughs) Mr. Positive here. (laughs) Right on. Chris, we'll uh, we'll chat to you Monday. (laughs) Thanks, Jase. Have a good weekend. The tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to QueenslandSummerCarnival.com.au. Gabble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858-0457-736-736. Shoot us a text tonight here on Sports Day, Sats. Yeah, Wookie is loving his This Is Australia.
2: And um, Belmont from Clarence. Belmont from Clarence. He says, hi, boys. I know a bloke who got done DUI riding his kids Peewee 50 home from the bottle with a carton of VB on the fuel tank. This is Australia.
0: This is Australia. See, so, uh, look, I reckon this has got legs. We've got our listeners using This Is Australia Rod, already. Rod, he says,
2: my brother-in-law got done uh, when he tied his horse up the front of a pub, then raced away from the police on his horse. What? Made nine news about 40 years ago. This Is Australia. This
4: Is Australia.
0: There are some that don't can we like not? Gl- can, we, can we not glorify drinking and driving, though? Yeah, exactly. Or drinking or riding your horse?
2: Yeah. Um, listening to us on 2GF Radio, Grafton Bronco. Hi, boys. Woogie. Bin that segment. It's no. as bad as hot cross buns at Easter.
0: Did someone say KFC? No, man, I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of the hot cross buns. I love them. Yeah. I love them. Uh, keep your text coming through. If if you've got a, this is Australia. We'd love to hear it tonight. It's an unusual story that will only happen in Australia. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six.
2: Yeah, in relation to uh, listening to Mark Beretta. Uh, evening, gents. On my way home from work, listening on the app. My favourite Bathurst moment. My first Bathurst I watched on TV. Dick. Johnson's big green falcon. I was hooked instantly. Haven't missed one since. That's from the big
0: G. All right, more of your texts coming up in just a minute. 0457-736-736. This is Sports Day. Your new Kia Sportage has been unleashed.
1: Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457-736-736. This is Sports Day with badge and sats.